All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacido, and the Celtics fall to the Raptors 137-134 in overtime. I know that I came on here and told you all that episode 200 would be live-streamed. It is not, unfortunately. We are having some technical difficulties with the Wi-Fi, but sure enough, I will be back in my home studio on Tuesday for opening night against the 76ers. So definitely tune in for that. I apologize for today, but we're rolling through it. Uh, So again, this is episode 200. I appreciate everyone that's been with me uh, from the start here. Celtics wrap up the preseason, heading into opening night on the 18th, next Tuesday against the 76ers. But we are going to follow today's podcast, same as usual. Run through player of the game, run through some of the highs, some of the lows, uh, and talk about really just the preseason as a whole, leading into uh, the opening night and where we expect the Celtics to be at this point. So I want to start today. Uh, with player of the game, and I want to give it to Derek White. This is just honestly a super impressive preseason for Derek White. We're talking about, you know, a guy that came in at the deadline last year, right? Had pretty high expectations, I would say, because he was a stud in San Antonio. And he had his moments. He played really well at times. And he also had moments where he didn't really look like he was super involved in a lot of the sets the Celtics ran. Uh, This preseason, I would say, has been completely different for him. Uh, Tonight, he ended the night 23 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists, uh, 6 of 8 from the field, 5 of 6 from 3. If there was one thing to knock on Derek White's game last year, it was the 3-point shot. Didn't shoot it very well. This preseason, his shot has looked so much better, like infinitely better. Uh, So I know I talked about this in the other three podcasts this preseason. You can't really look at the final score of a preseason game and say whether or not the Celtics are good because preseason means very little. You look at really the way the Celtics played throughout most of today's game. It was solid. They were there the entire time. Uh, But in that fourth quarter, Joe Mazzulla basically went bench again the entire time. And then in overtime, again, same thing. Not a single starter played in overtime. Obviously, we saw Jason Tatum get ejected. We'll talk about that. Uh, But this is a game where you're really relying on a lot of your bench guys to try and pull off a win. And, you know, hands put your hands together for the Toronto Raptors. They pulled out a victory here. But they played a lot of their starters. They played a lot of their like regular rotation players uh, down the stretch. So if you're trying to compete against a starting lineup with your you know tenth guy, it's going to be difficult, right? Brogdon didn't play. We'll talk about him again at the the second half here. Uh, but you really relied on some of your deep bench guys. But throughout the majority of today's game, before Joe Mazzulla took out the starters, Derek White 
was as efficient as it came. Again, 26 minutes, and he had 23 points on eight field goal attempts. That, to me, is the huge, huge factor, right? If you can score 20-plus points with less than 10 shot attempts, you had a damn good game. So got super, super impressed with Derek White. And I would say, like, out of the entire preseason, I would say Derek White was the MVP. Jalen Brown obviously had his had his moments, played really well through the majority of the preseason. You look at Sam Hauser, he's another one that really surprised you through most of the preseason, although he did not have a good game today. But Derek White was really that one guy that I would say exceeded expectations. I can't say he was like the MVP because I think Jalen Brown was still the better player. But if you're talking about exceeding expectations, Derek White's the guy. But outside of that, you look at Jalen Brown. This is another solid, solid night. 23 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 of 8 from 3, 9 of 15 from the field. Solid night overall from the guy. Uh, and he's continued to do it, like over and over and over. Uh, first quarter, Jalen Brown came in lighting it up. Looked unbelievable once again. We talk about Jalen Brown being really that like first quarter god, but it it continued. It continued tonight. So you just really you love to see it from him. But outside of that, I mean, we had some solid performance. I'd say Al Horford had a solid game. 13, 4 and 4. Uh, Grant, I thought, was probably the next best. Uh, 11 and 5 for Grant. Struggled shooting from the field. Uh, had a couple nice threes, though. Uh, and defensively, looked really strong. So I thought this was a solid showing for him as well. You know, we saw. I thought Blake Griffin actually had a pretty solid game, too. The, the stats don't really back that up. He was 6-3 and three tonight, 2-4 of four from the field. Uh, but as soon as Gra- uh, Blake Griffin stepped on the floor, almost within a minute, he took a charge. You know, he led the NBA in charges last season, which for playing the amount of games that he played is an absolute ridiculous stat. Uh, but he was able to take a, a take a charge early on in his playing time. And then he also had a, a couple solid Solid baskets. Really nice putback on a Grant miss, uh, which is just good to see. But you look at um, – I want to go back to Grant here because this is sort of a revelation in Grant's game. We talked all last year about Grant being living in his corner office, right? That was the joke, right? He'd sit at the corner, wait for a shot to open up because one of the Jays, or smart for that matter, drove into the lane and found him there, Right? This season, while he is still loving the corner three, like his two his two three point makes today were both corner threes. One of the things that he's really evolved in his game is the ability to catch it above the break, throw an up fake, and drive to the basket. You know, you look at the field goal attempts tonight, three of twelve, it's not really a good showing. Uh, but he ended up getting to the line a good amount too. So he had a solid, solid day overall. Uh, and you just love to see it from him. So overall, super impressed with him as well. You know, outside of that, it's kind of tough 
to look at the Celtics players individually and come away with some good things. You want to talk like you want to talk about Jason Tatum, right? He's your MVP candidate, right? Rah rah. Uh, didn't really play well. He was three of ten from three, uh, and then he was three of five from the field from two, right? So if you take out all of the ridiculous stepbacks that I've been criticizing him for for the last season and a half, uh, Jason Tatum had a solid game outside of that. End of the night, 21 points, nine rebounds, which was a team high, five assists, which was also a team high. Like, that's a solid game. But it's the freaking three-point shot attempts that are driving me up a wall. And it's super frustrating uh, because he is better than this. Like, he's not a 30% three-point shooter. We know that. We've seen him play at the top of his game. But he hasn't had it. This preseason, he has not had it. And we've seen it the last couple seasons. Jason Tatum has not started off fast. It's taken him a while to kind of catch his groove and get into his game. And unfortunately, it's looking like that's going to be the case again. Uh, And if that is the case, we need guys to step up. And, you know, we saw Malcolm Brogdon come in, turn things around in that second quarter Uh, We had a a phenomenal run in the second quarter, 13-0 run, to kind of start that second quarter and take a lead. Malcolm Brogdon was kind of the point man throughout that entire entire run. Unfortunately, Malcolm Brogdon got hurt. Adam Himmelsbach did tweet uh, in the third quarter when he didn't return that it did not seem serious, and if it was a regular season game, he likely would have returned. Obviously, it wasn't a regular season game. He did not return. So we don't really know that for a fact. If you look at the game, Malcolm Brogdon did not come back in. Did that hurt the Celtics? Yes. Could you see it in the assist numbers? Yes. Malcolm Brogdon was on a clip where he was doing you know, 6, 8, 10 assists per game. I think he was averaging 8 or 9 throughout this preseason. And he really didn't get a lot of run tonight. Played 14 minutes. Had two assists. Eight points in those 14 minutes, uh, but didn't get a ton of time because he got hurt early. Uh, so you hate to see that at the, the final preseason game, but I do like it, right? Like I like the fact that Joe Missoula did not throw him back out there because this doesn't matter. Preseason does not matter. You don't want to throw a guy out there and risk getting hurt again. And, you know, Marcus Smart is a pretty good example of that because there was a point in today's game where it looked like he got hurt and he ended up going back in the game. Should he have? Probably not. Did he? Yes. Why? Because it's Marcus Smart and the guy just does not quit. Uh, And you'll love it, but you also hate it at the same time. Uh, Overall, I thought Marcus Smart was another one. Really solid game. 15 points, three rebounds, three assists, four or seven from the field efficient, right? It's what you want from the guy. Could the assist numbers have gone up a little bit? Yes. However, this was another day where the Celtics really went with a a smaller starting lineup once again. Same starting lineup we've run all preseason. Tatum, Horford, Smart, White, Jalen, right? 
So instead of going double big with a Time Lord, who was injured, obviously, we start Dark White. And this is the fourth straight preseason game that it happened. Uh, when that happens, Marcus Smart is still the point guard, right? It's still the it's still him running point. However, Dark White gets a lot of those responsibilities. And deservedly so. The guy has been unbelievable throughout most of this. But when you have a guy like Derek White, when you have a guy like Malcolm Brogdon that can come in and be sort of that facilitator, it's hard for Marcus Smart to continue doing that at such a high level. So it makes sense that his assist numbers are going to go down because he's not going to have the ball as much as he did last year. Uh, And we're also seeing a little bit more of it from Jason Tatum too. So again, it makes sense sort of frustrating. It kind of diminishes the role that he plays on the offense, but it is what it is, right? You know, overall, I thought the team played fairly well. Uh, wasn't their best game of the preseason. Honestly, it was probably their worst, but it is what it is. Again, it's preseason. We saw Jason Tatum get ejected fairly early. We saw, you know, Joe Mazzulla keep these guys under 30 minutes for the most part, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, both at 33 minutes. But outside of that, like the rest of the starters, under 30. So it's not like he's going out and he's burning out players early on in the season. I like to see that. I like some of the younger guys getting some minutes. But it's just, you know, it's one of those things. The Celtics lost, and it is what it is. It's not that big of a deal. It's just the preseason. Uh, With that being said, it's not, it's not perfect. Wasn't our best preseason game. Uh, wasn't the best game we've seen in a while. And we need to talk about it. So before we dive into some of the negatives, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. The NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilize the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. All right, so let's dive into some negatives here. This is... As easy as it gets. The biggest negative, the thing that the Celtics struggled with the most, was rebounding. Obviously, when you're running a two-big set with Time Lord, Al Horford, and then you've got Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, who are both large humans, 
Uh, rebounding, less of an issue. Uh, tonight, I guess this whole preseason, right, instead of running double big, bringing Derek White instead of Time Lord into the lineup, it gives you a significantly different look. It gives you the opportunity to run. gives you the opportunity to, you know, drive into the lane, find guys, kick out for easier shots. But what it does is leave you really weak on the rebounding side of things. And tonight you saw the Raptors with 22 offensive rebounds. We got out-rebounded 56-44 to tonight. That is a massive, massive difference. Uh, and it really hurt the Celtics. You talk about the amount of times that the, the Raptors had second-chance points. Uh, it's off the charts. And you hate to see it because the Celtics are better than that. you got to give the Raptors a lot of credit. This is one of those teams that is just super scrappy. They are going to try to chase down every single ball. And you love that from them. They've got a lot of young, athletic guys that are willing to just do whatever it takes to win. Like, I love Precious Achua. He had a solid, solid game for them. Ananobi, Scotty Barnes. Like, they have a lot of guys that are willing to go out there and just bust their ass. And they did it tonight. They really, really torched us on the rebounding side of things. And you hate to see it. You just absolutely hate to see it. But you got to give them credit, right? You know, outside of... Outside of the rebounding, there were a couple points in tonight where you're looking at the Celtics lineups, what they're throwing out there, and you're kind of scratching your head a little bit. You know, Peyton Pritchard checked in for the very first time with a minute 51 left in the third, and up until that point, Joe Mazzulla only played nine guys. And I understand you know, most of most of this season is going to be spent with a shorter lineup. But the fact of the matter is like the Celtics have some serious depth, but they played their five starters, Tatum, Horford, Smart, White, Brown. And then there were really, you know, Brogdon, Blake, Grant, and that's about it. They went in and actually played in the majority of today's game. Obviously, we saw Pritchard, we saw Hauser, we saw Justin Jackson, but they were very limited minutes. Uh, 17 minutes for Pritchard, 14 for Brogdon, who obviously got hurt, didn't return. Justin Jackson, 8 minutes. Blake, 11. Noah Vonley, 10. Like We went into overtime tonight, and these guys still didn't play a lot of minutes. So... You would think in a preseason game, especially where the Celtics still have not added a 15th guy to the roster, that Joe Mazzulla would be going out and trying to get these guys some minutes with starting caliber players just to see what they can give. Uh, and we didn't really see it tonight. That part's unfortunate. It is what it is. Again, like, would I have done things different if I were coaching? Probably. But that's also probably the reason I'm not the head coach of the Boston Celtics. Is it the right call? I don't know. I would have done it. I don't know if I'm right. Probably not. I think Joe Mazzulla is probably a better basketball mind than me. I'm, I'm pretty content in saying that. Uh, 
if I wasn't content in saying that, there'd probably be a much bigger issue at hand. But outside of you know rotations and rebounding, the Celtics didn't really shoot as well today. And a lot of that, you get a point back at Jason Tatum, 3 of 10. But you look at some of the guys that are really in here to shoot, and the guys that had a solid preseason shooting, Sam Hauser and Peyton Pritchard, combined one of 11. Sam Hauser, one of seven. Peyton Pritchard, 0 for 4 from three. So really, really struggled in that department today. Uh, And it's just, I mean, again, it's something that the Celtics did really well through most of the preseason. You know, and we talked about Sam Hauser. Obviously, we're expecting him to come down to earth. He was at a point in this preseason where he was shooting 80% from three. Absolutely unrealistic. And I talked about that on this podcast. Nobody is ever going to sustain that. It's absolutely ridiculous to think about how on fire he was. So it makes sense that he came down to earth. But going one of seven is tough, especially when you're going against a team that is throwing out a fairly normal lineup. You would like to see him compete at a high level against these guys. It didn't happen. It is, again, it is what it is. I feel like that's the saying of the preseason because we're 2-2 two and two at the end of it. I know that the Celtics are better than the 2-2 two and two record that we have, and I'm pretty confident that once the season starts, that is going to shift, right? So this is where I want to transition here because the Celtics are going into opening night against Philly. Joel Embiid. This is one of the guys in the NBA that just gives us a ton of problems. Even with Time Lord, it was still a huge issue. Time Lord's not a great matchup. Uh, And last year, when we played them, Al basically played every single minute that Embiid played. And I really don't want to see that. I really, really don't want to see that this early. Now, granted... We play Tuesday night, and we don't play again till Friday. So it gives Al a little bit of time to rest uh, in between games one and games two. But do you really want to see Al Horford go out there and play 37 minutes as a 37-year-old? Probably not. And the problem with tonight, and I talked about it again in the last podcast, I was really expecting to see a Luke Cornett showing. Because if you're looking at, at least size-wise, on the Celtics roster, Cornette is the other guy that can match up with Embiid. He's definitely slow. I'm sure Embiid would have driven past him a million times. But body-wise, the guy is thick. Like He's a tall seven-footer with size. So I'm a little confused because... Everything I heard, again, today is Friday. Luke Cornett was practicing with the Celtics team on Monday. He practiced with them all week long. And for whatever reason, didn't play tonight. And it said it was a coach's decision. He was on the active roster. So I'm not sure what happened. But that part's extremely frustrating to me. So I, I don't I don't know where to go with that. There was a point, like, we didn't see Cap'n Gelly tonight. And we didn't see Luke Cornett. 
And those are two guys, and I don't think Capengelli is a guy that is, you know, really going to get a lot of time against Philly anyway. He's still on a two-way contract. Probably not going to see him much, uh, but a guy like Vonleh might, and we didn't really see a ton of him either. So I'm not really sure what to expect on against Philly on Tuesday. At the at the, from the looks of it, it seems like we're going to get the same starting line that we got tonight. Just replace, you know, Time Lord with Derek White. Same starting lineup that we had all preseason. So that's my expectation. Uh, but Philly is good this year. Philly is really, really good this year. This is going to be a dogfight. I feel like I say that every single year. Uh, I absolutely hate Philly. Every single thing about them. You can talk about. You can talk about. The 76ers, you can talk about football, anything. Don't like them. I just don't. But at the end of the day, they're going to be a team that is you know, at the top of the East. They really are. I still think at the end of the day, like the Celtics will be the number one seed. But you've got Philly. You've got Milwaukee. You've got Brooklyn. There are a lot. Honestly, you can toss Cleveland in at the top now, too. Now that they added Donovan Mitchell, like the Eastern Conference is no joke. It's no joke. But having to guard a team with Joel Embiid, James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, Seth Curry, like they have a legitimate squad. And it only got better. Obviously, Ben Simmons no longer on the team, but they added in James Harden. We didn't really see a ton of that last year because it was just a lot. I mean, it was a lot to kind of adapt, but they're looking good so far. So it is going to be interesting to see how that game shakes out. Again, missing Robert Williams, an all-defense, all-NBA defensive player, right? So either way, I'm excited for the game. That's where we're going to wrap things up for today. Not too much more to talk about as far as preseason goes. It's a little sad that we did not get to see Cornette. I thought this was going to be a a season where he could have made a leap a little bit, at least get some playing time. But I don't really know what's going to happen at this point. Heading straight into a regular season game uh, against the best big man or the best physical big man. I think Jokic is probably better. Uh, But Embiid is just a dominating force. And Lou Cornette to be thrust into that is his first game back. It's a little intimidating. Not really sure what to expect. Uh, that's where we're going to wrap things up for today, guys. I appreciate every single one of you. This is episode 200. I've done 200 of these episodes. I'm heading into season three. So a lot of episodes, uh, but the podcast just keeps getting stronger. And I really appreciate the support. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Make sure to follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die. Uh, And this podcast is going to continue to be free for everyone. So the one thing that is going to really help me out is if you rate and review it. Five-star written review puts me up in the ratings. More people see it. Put some food on the table, some beers in my belly. So have a great night, Celtics fans. We will talk to you on opening night 
this coming Tuesday against the Philadelphia 76ers. Have a good night, Celtics fans. We will talk soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?